You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast. And on Twitter, Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the 178th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in sunny Orlando, Florida. Is Matt in super muddy, cold Minneapolis. And this is Spencer in idyllic uh blue state medical care abundant massachusetts where the temperature how's that state state income tax treat just lovely (laughs) uh you know i have offshore accounts so it's fine you know hello guy today is one of those days when i talked to you earlier and you gave me i i will Thank you for calling me back um, when mm-hmm. you were on the start line, and I think your exact quote was, Tim, it's 30 degrees out, I'm on the start line, and I'm jumping up and down because I have to start a bike race. And I was yep. like, man, this is why I live in Florida. Because there's no bike races now? It's just road races? Yeah, that too. So yeah. although the cross race here in Florida, just a few miles down the road, got canceled mm-hmm. today because uh, the park apparently doubled as a FEMA like food handout location so like okay polk county got hit really hard by the uh, hurricanes yeah so, so they're FEMA doing that was, instead so fema was uh, yeah so they had to take down the course well, that's not more important than cyclocross come on so little guy you were racing in the mud today um i saw some pictures uh did you muddy situation oh my gosh it was so muddy it was too muddy um yeah it was really hard and i i didn't do the whole race i did half the race if if that um i did brought the i brought the I brought I bock I bock the wrong bike. I brought the wrong bike. Wait, you have second. to rock the one cog? No, How do you I brought bring the wrong my... bike. I'm pretty sure your bikes look very it's not like you're one of these people that has like an A and B bike that are identical. That's really tough to tell. No, I have like two your bikes, bikes are very, very different. Well, I'll tell you this. I was gonna tell you this later, but I'm gonna tell you this now. My uh, um are you campy blind? shifter isn't working. Uh oh. I I took it apart like three, four times this week. This is my early question for Bike Shop Cross. What's wrong with it, you guys? Um, (laughs) I take it apart. I put it back together, and it works just fine. Like, Mm -hmm. it clicks through all the gears off the bike. I put it on the bike. I put a cable on it. It clicks through all the gears, and then I just adjust the tension to um, get it fine-tuned. It stops working. It has no tension. It won't ratchet up or down. I take it off the bike. I take it apart. I put it back together. I think I might have cracked the body, but I can't. I haven't like found the crack because I've replaced a bunch of parts, and I'm still having this problem. So, after messing with it last night for an hour, I was like, "All right, I'm bringing the B bike, which is technically not a cross bike. Okay, it's technically a touring bike with side poles that fits 35 uh, millimeter tires. Okay, yeah. Um, not good on a really muddy day. Clogged up super super quick. Also, my smallest gear on that bike is a 44, like 19. Um, 
not so i was in my smallest gear like on flat sections in the mud and everyone's like spinning faster than me past me and i'm like you know um it was not the bike for day this bike would be sweet on a on a dry fast course but that's not what this would be this bike could be sweet on a cross montana ride loaded up with some panniers (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> like a that trailer with the awesome dog in it. The, <laughs> I don't even think park. it would be good at that because it's it's a weird it's my it's the Medici that I got that I told you guys about once and it's it's a weird touring bike. I, it's more of a it's more of a gravel grinder. Okay. It's well, gonna be a sweet gravel grinding bike next year. Let me tell you. Well, you lost me when you were talking about the bike race. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but so when it, I said gravel grinding, your ears perked up and you were yeah, like, "Whoa, like, oh, wow, that's the I want to grind some so, gravel." You know, it's a uh, side pull brakes, all of that. I mean, but, you know, here's the thing with bringing questions to Bike Shop CX like you did. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure every bike shop's worst fear and worst, <laughs> like the worst possible thing is when someone just calls and goes like, hey, there's something wrong with my bike. How much does it cost to fix it? And they haven't <laughs> seen it. And they're just like, yeah. I don't know, the shifting's broke. What's wrong with it? And then it's like, well, I mean, there could be so many different... Now, I'm not like an expert when it comes to bike mechanics. Yeah, yeah. But I'm pretty sure that I can't diagnose something over the well, phone I gave or the them, Skype. I gave them some parameters, which is that when I put it together, it works fine. Mm-hmm. When there's tension on it, it it loses it loses spring tension in both directions once it has cable tension on it, so that's that's something Can to work I with. Solve There's the problem for some, you? Buy no, because you've never taken apart anything on a bike, right? No, ever. I have. No, I have. I just can't put it back together. So. Yeah, there we go. There we go. There we go. Yeah. So, universal answer, little guy. Buy a new one. That's the dumbest thing. It could be. It could be your handlebar is just broken or bent. And uh, is in a weird shape compared to the rest of your bike. Hey, Do you um, ever think about I don't think that? My, how, wait, how would my handlebars affect that? Maybe, <laughs> maybe one arm is shorter than the other arm. Did you ever consider that? See, that, lots of parameters. You oh, that's out. probably what it is. No, you know, it worked. It worked two weeks ago before I fell on it. So, hey, uh, guys, I yeah. I want to try something here. Um, sure. Okay. <clears throat> if you guys can keep it down real quick. <clears throat> Interesting podcasting. Is that what you're going to yeah, try? Yeah. Alexa, purchase Mavic Helium Tubular Wheelset Cyclocross Road Caesarium with new Vittoria Tubulars on ebay.com. E- Alexa, <laughs> make sure you purchase that. $200. Oh, $200? That's it? Wow, that's a yeah. little bit more than it was last time. Do you think that worked? Do you think <laughs> I got someone's Alexa, one of our listeners, to turn on and then they're going to purchase my wheels on eBay? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Buy it now. Alexa, please go and get all the buy it nows for Mavic Heliums now. <laughs> all right. Okay, guys, we can go back to the podcast now. I'm sure there's some people mad at us. I just learned about this whole problem. Alexa, always keep me logged into my PayPal account. <laughs> <laughs> Alexa, five-star review of the Slow Ride podcast. There you go. Anyway. Um, yeah. So, guys, one thing that uh, came up on my um, – my weekend here uh, yeah. was I was I was going through the Instagram, and mm-hmm. people that go to the Super Rookie Instagram may have seen my sweet new accessory that I have created with my lovely wife, and that is the jean vest with the Solar Bears patch on the back. But it gets to the next point. I was I was liking my own photo on Instagram, and oh, then I went Jesus. to the next photo, 
and it was Nairo Quintana's Instagram. And I highly recommend everyone to go to Nairo Quintana's Instagram if you're happening to look on the um, uh, what, while you're watching this. It's just Instagram. Nairo Keen Official. Um, kind of spelled uh, official with one F, you know. But man, there's a great photo of Alejandro Valverde, Mikel Landa, and Nairo Quintana holding hands with the director of the uh, of the movie star team. Like the you know they, they're basically mm-hmm. putting it together like go team, will you know break the huddle? Mikel Landa's face looks so miserable in this photo. Like, what did I do? What did my agent do? How did I get involved with this team? And Nairo's whole thing is like, man. We're gonna tear it up next year because we're all friends. And you know, Landa Land had to like, be. Uh, he had to be like, okay, Valverde smashed his knee into a million pieces. He's done. He's thirty five thousand years old. He's done. And he's Quintana just hasn't got it. So he's probably gonna move somewhere else because the juice just isn't there. He doesn't have the magic at Movie Star, and he's you know everybody else that moves every couple of years. So. He was like, I'm going to slide in, and everyone else is sliding out. They're on the way out the door. And now he's like, crap, they are all here. Have you guys seen this photo, though? No. I have not seen it. Okay, so they all have their hands in the middle, right? And like like Spencer was saying, like Landa's totally got this face of exasperation. Because if you actually read the body language of this photo, so they all have their hands like one by one topped on each other. Yeah. So the team director's on the top where it should be because he's paying the salary. Guess whose hand is underneath his? The, you know, second to the highest. Oh God! Do you think they fought over that? It's Nairo oh. Quintana. This oh is the God. total like. This is the whole Donald so Trump wait, handshake. Hang thing. on, whose hand is on the bottom? Who Landis. started it? So Landa started it. No, no, that no. Doesn't Landis make any sense because no, he got pushed down to the bottom. They're like, oh, we may give you the Vuelta. Maybe, but then that wouldn't that mean he was like, "Hey team, go team!" and puts his hand in first, and then everybody stacks up. No, he's like, "Hey guys, tour Switzerland. That's mine, right?" And then he puts his hand in, and then everyone else is like, "Yeah, go right ahead." Hmm, I don't know. It sounds like he might be a team player. Uh, he's yeah, he's, he's a, a team, team player. player. He's got five years of experience of being the number two. This is great. Yeah, somebody got anyway. fire his agent. I'll no, be your agent, Landa. <laughs> that was one of the things I saw on the uh, old. Uh, anything on top of your mind, uh, Spencer, from the uh, the week of racing or the week of bike? The week of bike. Uh, yeah. n- I don't know. I mean, there was a lot of cross racing that happened. Like a lot of cross racing. There's a ton um, of cross racing. Almost too much for me to take in to digest. Um, I know. So we had the, the uh, continental racing, right? Yeah, yeah can, the Euro I, champs and the Pan Am champs happened uh, earlier today. So. Ne- now, Pan Am, you guys that, two nuggets? Does Pan two Am nuggets. contain South America too? Uh, yes. Okay. Does I'm it? I wasn't sure. I can't. I yeah, because I think the was... guy that got fourth is. Uh, I, I believe uh, you. Columbia? I just wasn't sure if it was uh, North America, like Mexico, Canada thing, or if it was all the Americas. Because you know, obviously, we guy... all care about this championship very, very deeply. <laughs> yeah. Well, obviously, none of us watched it, but. You know, we can like look, we can pull up the results and see that the guy who got fourth, Hector Fernando Riveros Pays, I'm gonna say, uh, is Colombian. Nailed it. So, okay. Yes, it includes okay. uh, the Good southern latitudes. What are your nuggets so, that you had for us? Well, I, I got a couple of nuggets. Obviously, Stephen Hyde won, and Tim's Tim's boy, when he's not hyped on Stephen Hyde, Tobin Ortenblad got second. 
And Spencer's former uh, sleeping on the couch, Michael Vandenham, got third. Mm-hmm. Um, but the important results, 12th place, Eric Thompson, oh. Minneapolis, Minnesota. Look at that. And 20th place, Josh Bauer, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Those are the that. important results. I just Bjorn want to make sure those are noted. Bjorn Sealander, not on the list. Not that I care about him. I don't know. Maybe more. he – I don't know if he started, but um, the I'm looking at Velonews for some reason. And they only have the um, they only have the finishers. They don't even have Jay Powell on there with a big old DNF. Hmm. So what what do you guys think about that? Because Hyde won, Jay Powell blew himself up chasing and dropped out. Um, that's amazing. I can't like that's the only report I saw was that he was in second and then he was chasing really hard and then he blew yeah. himself up and. I feel like he had to have broke something on his bike or injured himself or something. Cause well, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't make sense. I think, do you think that's the pass? So if, if he didn't break something on his bike or like, yeah, I think just if he didn't have a mechanical, do you think that is the official passing of the torch from Jay Powell is the great American hope to Stephen Hyde when he couldn't bring him back and he just blew up and left? Like, I, I feel like that was the, the passing I mean, of the, like, you were you were now... I'm like we. You've been number one American in results, but like now you just are number one American man. Yeah, possibly number one American man. I feel like maybe we all missed it, but the official passing of the torch was at actually at Louisville uh, uh, last year. I think it was yeah. when the um, corgi was loose on the course, running around with both uh, powers <laughs> and hide, and that should have been the sign that we all saw. Like, oh the the dog has taken the torch from one and handed it to the other. Uh, See, I thought that was just the British uh, sort of trying to reassert their authority over hmm. this this continent and, and the one below us, you know, sort of saying, hey, I know you kicked us out and all, but we're kind of still part of Canada, and we <laughs> we still want you guys to remember that we can still mess up your shit. Could be. Possible. It's subtle. I mean, but I mean, I think I think the big Q has now, to be looked at as the number one culprit for sending that corgi on the course. So we have <laughs> the the Pan Am Championships. Does that is that the same weekend as Louisville the Derby CX? Like, am I? It's the same. Yeah. Weekend, so the correct? Derby was uh, uh, Saturday and it was one day, and then the Pan Am yeah. is Sunday. Okay. Uh, so that's what's going on there. So the U.S. Uh, that means the USA Cycling uh, U.S. Cup, the $10,000 prize list event, um, ended on Saturday, and it was pretty tight going into the end. Um, Stephen Hyde takes the overall win in the men's race over Kerry Warner and Tobin Ortenblad. Now, Tobin was uh, had a you know huge lead going into uh, you know round four, and then it just seemed kind of decline. Whereas Stephen Hyde just picks up Charm City, starting with day two Charm City, and just begins to yep. just smoke the field. Um, on the women's side of things, Caitlin Keough uh, takes it over Emma White in a much closer contested um, race series, a lot closer. Ellen Noble taking third over uh, Crystal Anthony. So uh, overall, what's your guys' feeling on the show air U.S. Cycling, U.S. Cup? Is it the rebirth of the USGP? Yeah, kind of. Uh, it could be. It could be. I think it needs some workshopping. Uh, I think... This was a fine first year. Um, I I feel like we all thought Katie Keogh and Stephen Hyde were kind of the shoe-ins. 
um, since once it was obvious Katie Compton wasn't going to be in the picture. Um, and that's how it shook out in the end, despite Tobin uh, shaking things up at the beginning. Um, so it's, you know, a little bit of a like, eh. But I, I am glad that there is a four-weekend race series back that's takes it up a notch from what we have you know like so what's up with just the four weekends it's a uci limit i know that's i i know it's a uci limit i think you're correct one of the limits is right is a uci limit of eight total races but a maximum of four weekends that just seems a little low to me right like why not be Mm. five or six weekends we're a big ass country like let's have this race series also in california do one up in like seattle and then you've got the midwest I don't know. I just, I'm excited. I think Trayvon is going to work his butt off to make this work. I hope it does. USGP was uh, great stuff. And uh, overall, um, it's going to bring some more attention. I also want to say anybody that doubted Stephen Hyde to take this overall <laughs> is a complete fool. Mm-hmm. He is, he's coming yep, into form. Yep. Uh, hopefully now he'll go over to Europe with some uh, good confidence from that $10,000 paycheck. Mm-hmm. And uh, I will be reporting live from Pensacola, Florida, the birthplace of Stephen Hyde, in about two weeks. I'll be up there. Wow. I'll be doing some on-the-ground reporting, um, kind of getting the to know the man behind the man, if you will. Gonna and I will uh, interview some some locals on the street and see what their opinions. You know, if they've changed about Stephen from his from his youthful days. Yeah, I'll make sure to go into the uh, the hotel lobby and just. Walk up to the person at the uh, counter and say, "Hey, do you know Stephen Hyde?" And then we'll see how that goes. Perfect. Some good, yeah. it's good so, reporting. Sounds already sounds great. So, Cyclocross is here. What happened over in uh, in Europe? <laughs> that was the best transition you ever did. <laughs> yeah, we know Cyclocross is here. We've been talking about it. <laughs> Pretty. Did solid anything happen? Stuff. Did anything happen solid. over there? Yeah. Of yeah, they had the uh, they had the Euro Championships. And, and I guess if you want to be disappointed, I'm just going to assume Sané Kant won. Sané Kant won, but it was a it was a really good race, and she she is ruthless. She just sat, she just like did not take a pull there at the end. And you're like, gosh, she's gonna out, she's gonna win the sprint. You're just pulling her around. She's gonna just, and she she did, she just dusted <laughs> her in the sprint. Yeah. I just felt kind of bad, <laughs> but uh, and then Vanderpool absolutely embarrassed all the other Euro pros. Sounds par for the course. He won by almost two minutes. Holy. Really? So, uh, oh, not over Vanderhaar. Vanderhaar was at like 30 some seconds, but he broke away almost immediately. Vanderhaar went with him and obviously couldn't hold it and fell back, but held it at like 30 some seconds. But I I think the finishing time was like a minute 47 or something. I'd have to look it up again, but that's bonkers. I mean, that's that's insane. That's a that's a local race, like a bunch of cat threes and one cat two shows up or something. Yeah, or vice what? versa. Now with me, it's like a bunch of cat threes uh, two minutes ahead of me, and then me a cat two behind them. Yeah. Do you think? Yeah. Do you think people just like kind of throw in the towel after a while? They're like, ah, this one doesn't really count to the World Cup standings. I'm just like Vanderhaar is just like, ah, I'm not going to win it, so I'm out. No, I, I mean, well, I, th- I definitely think there was a point today where all the guys riding for third, which was basically just Belgium, um, yeah. were like, "Well, we're not, we're not in the fight, you know." So we're just all, we're all fighting. Like, uh, Tunert's got third, 
and beat uh, Michael Von Tornout in the sprint, and Von Tornout was pissed. Like, he he threw his bike, like, af- after the finish. He was so pissed that he lost that sprint. So, I mean, I do think everyone's riding for third right now, basically. The Dutch have taken over. I, w- I was going to ask you guys, do you think... So for years, everybody in America was like, ah, oh, this is real cyclocross weather. It's just like Belgium. Uh, Belgium, Belgium, <sighs> Belgium, Belgium, uh, Belgium. So are we going to have to start getting excited about being Dutch now? So, Like about, you know, stretching ourselves out through the winter, trying to get taller and stuff? Let's just get into the discussion because uh, uh, um, Taylor Jones asked this question on Twitter. What exactly is cyclocross weather? Because everyone's like, oh, it's not real cyclocross weather. And my answer was whatever the opposite of the weather is that day. Because there's always someone <laughs> that gets true. mad about cyclocross yeah. weather. And, uh, <clears throat> you know... At this point, the only weather that I care about that that impacts any bike race whatsoever is I want a muddy Paris Roubaix. I want a Roubaix yeah. Not where, happen. where they or dusty or just nasty of you know when they're taking the showers in those uh, in that horrible locker room and they're just the drains are getting clogged with just too much mud. That's what I want to see. You know, just just a yeah. horribly dirty race. I gotta so say. basically, you just want. To ruin the Roubaix plumbers, like house plumbers day. Because you know, that guy, even if he loves Roubaix, every year he's like, please don't be money. Please don't be money. I do not want to spend the next two weeks pulling like goo packets and like caked in mud, like covered in grass out of the drains. I don't want to have to get down in the sewer and rotor root that shit again. Maybe. I mean, I just yeah. saying that's the only weather. Like all I mean, the other okay, events, so I don't the, care what the weather is. I, I'm with Tim on this. Uh, I think cross weather is whatever the weather is on that day. It kind of sucks right. when it's over 85 degrees. I will give you that. But you can still race cross in it, you know? Um, but Roubaix, on the other hand, like nobody complains about that. Like, you know, uh, I mean, there's some grumbling like, ah, oh, but you still like it. It's still Roubaix, right? But yeah, I've only seen one muddy Roubaix in my lifetime. And that was 2002 coming out of Tom Boonen when Hincapie went off the side of the road into the ditch and, and Boonen was left on his own. He had been pulling him along the whole time. So was the passing of the torch. It was definitely it was. it was definitely a passing of the torch, but uh, nobody realized that for about five years. Yeah. So I, the only other weather, okay, I'm a caveat, second weather that matters. The only other weather that matters besides okay. muddy Roubaix. Uh-huh. I want a snowy-ass mountain pass stage of the Juro. Where That's a given. There is, there is like eight feet of snow plowed through the side of the road. You've got the guys that are like totally Belgian knee warmered out with all the embrocation and they're just going up and the the cameras can't even give you the feed because it's miserable. So they got the stationary camera and you can see like 10 feet in front of you and then boom. Oh, who's that? Oh, it's not Mikel Landa. It's Nairo Quintana going for the double again for Team oh, Movistar. For it's again. amazing. Nice. I, uh, I think we get that wrong. plenty. What, what do you got? The only thing that matters is that it snows the night before states every now, see, year. You... So that states is an epic, epic, slippery, muddy, cold, miserable. But see, like, oh, hang on. Do you mean it, everyone? Every, do you mean every state or just Minnesota? 
Just Minnesota. I don't give. A, I don't care about other states. <laughs> okay. I mean, that'd be great if it snowed before every state championship. Just like clockwork. Yeah. Because then it really separates out the. Yeah, you know, you're not the, far the off from what I was going to say, which is all I want to see weather-wise for sure is a snowy world for cyclocross. Yeah, yeah, because that's true. A good snowy, the, muddy world is awesome. Yeah, the one that I remember that I'm hearkening back to is I believe 1998 worlds for cross where we had Matt White win for the U.S., win the Junior World Championship. In cyclocross, the only world nope. championship I think we've had. That's not Matt and White, isn't that? Uh, wasn't the guy? Or Matt Kelly, Matt Kelly. Matt Kelly, yeah. Thanks. I misspoke. Matt, Matt Kelly. Matt White is, um, is little guy's favorite team director. Yeah, Matt Kelly. Uh, <laughs> and then we also had Tim Johnson on the podium for the U23, which is also yep. pretty epic. And that was, uh, that, was in, that was in Pop Rod that year, um, which then Lamont named his cross bike after. Forever and ever. Good stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. I. Other news that came up, I mean, because we were talking about weather, let's talk about what actual road racing bikes should like, should look like. Should look, okay, um, what's that mean? So, okay. well, you know Aqua Blue, the most attractive team, oh, yeah. most attractive Gosh. continental team? Yeah. You guys saw their bike for next year, right? Blue and yellow. <sighs> yeah, but the main the main feature the of main, this bike so is that the, it doesn't have a front derailleur. It, it's a one-by road bike. So that means that the I, rear derailleur, isn't the rear derailleur's got a clutch in it? So, yeah, it's the whole one by thing. Uh, how are we supposed to feel about this? I don't even know much about bike mechanics, but I'm pretty sure you got to have a front derailleur. I am. Like, nah. like, you, you remember old David Miller in the tour uh, time trial? He wanted to lighten up the bike a little bit and took the front derailleur off. Worked out really well trial. for him. That, yeah, that's worked out super well for him. Yeah, he dropped I, the chain, couldn't get back on. It was great. But he had those sunglasses that went over the top of his head. Like, yeah. Do oh, you guys remember so that the for years the eyeglass place in medical arts downtown had the little like the little like head like a little head that like dummy head that that ogly sent out to shops with a pair of those glasses on it up until like two three years ago they had those crazy david miller things like in their display they're like ogly display in the shop so they never like updated the uh they never updated it it was straight up those glasses from like 2002 yeah they were in there until like just a little bit ago it was great so a front derailleur on a bike. Yeah, it's like, important. Is it really that big of a deal to have two chain rings? I mean, I know I used to race with a three chain rings on my entry level road bike. <laughs> but are we at the point like two chain rings and a front derailleur? I don't like there's a I, there's a weight limit with US UCI cycling. So is it really that important well, to have a one by where you have what well, like the, a thirty five two? I think Right? I think that is one way or the other, whatever. But the uh, the problem they're going to have is they're really limiting themselves in gears. They got half the amount of gears yeah. that everyone else has. And sure, they can get a wider range, but it's still not going to cover the types of mountain passes and then descents no. that these guys are going to be doing. Like, it works great on a cross bike because you don't need that wide of a range usually. But yeah. this is going to be... be yeah. Like, are they going to be changing bikes? Like... Mid mountain or mid stage oh, and stuff. Are? Like, so, are they going to have um, what's the smallest cog that they make on a on a freewheel? Like a, a nine speed? They, is there a nine no, tooth it's cog? It's probably an eleven on. It's there. eleven, I think, right? It's probably so be eleven. Like, okay, they could get but all the, the way prob- up to like fifty, probably. So that's like eleven thirty five that they got in the back. Yeah, I mean, the yeah, Spencer's right. The problem is going to be when they're in the mountains and you're trying to tap out a pace, and everybody can jump up one or two cog inc- increments and keep a nice cadence and you jump from 
a 27 to a 34. Yeah. And suddenly you're like, oh, and then you shift down and it's too big and it's too small. It's too big. It's going to be miserable. Yeah. I, well, I, they're going to, I mean, I guess they don't really have any climbers, so maybe they don't care. But. Man, can you imagine like if they get a flat tire, they got to redo the rear wheel that they like put out there. They just have a straight block 1123 or whatever. And they're like, whoa, I got a lot of extra chain here. <laughs> this is going to be old school. I think it's, I think it's a, a marketing gimmick that will, uh, well, maybe it won't fail, but I, I think well, the, I so bet the riders are unhappy. So what are some of in like, secret? So do you? So you don't think there's a future of a one by setup in road racing? I just don't. I don't understand. I kind of agree with you. Like it doesn't make sense. A, See, a two by works. Yeah. Like here's the, there's here's a million the thing. chain catchers. For me, is like I would have been all about this like five or six years ago, hundred percent, because for whatever reason my mechanical skills do not allow me to adjust a front derailleur properly. It doesn't make sense, but I cannot do it. It's always just a little off. It doesn't really shift up or down all that well. And I would have been like, yeah, get rid of it. Get it out of here. This is great. But they invented electronic shifting and that makes front shifting perfect, like immaculate, like so fast, so smooth. And most of these teams are running the electric version of whatever, their sponsor is and i i just don't see the need to not do the uh the second uh chain ring so what are you gonna yeah. do so is this so little guy you, i think you may be onto something i i'm curious how these kinds of um i'm curious as to how these kinds of uh, uh marketing gimmicks actually work and what doesn't work because um you know, bring. <laughs> I think little guy had a power outage. <laughs> Caitlin turned the lights off when she left the room, and it's like, I gotta go turn it on. It's way down the stairs, and I can't see anything. I can't even see the drink she just brought me. <laughs> All right, little guy, go Talk take yourself. Take care of your issues. That <laughs> was amazing. Uh... <laughs> Sorry, Tim. What, what were you saying? <laughs> All right, she heard me make fun of. I her. guess what I'm saying is, so little guy talks about the, you know, how this one buy is like a marketing failure, or could be a marketing failure. Could be a marketing and failure. Yeah. I I just wonder, like, what are, you know, there's been different things that have happened over the the course of our fandom that have come through, and you're like, and you you really start to think into what would it have taken for that thing to catch on? So. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, disc brakes are the next thing that is getting shoved down our throat. And the difference between disc brakes and rim brakes is all the bike manufacturers have gotten behind making disc brakes to the point that even Campy has created a disc brake group. And yeah. that's the way it's going to be. A sure, one yeah. by setup to me, this is so far ahead of its time. It's almost like uh, electronic shifting back in the day when Mavic had the Zap group or whatever. That this is so far in advance that they don't even have a road derailleur that is set up to make, you know, the shifting possible. Like you have to use a, a mountain bike rear derailleur with a clutch built in to get this the chain tensioned. And yeah. it's you know it's not it's not like you can go out and buy a one by campy group. Like it seems oh, very man. They better never give special. it on that one. I just don't understand the point. I what are you saving? I I can see for cross because. You do so much shifting. You don't want to. 
it's harder to shift the front derailleur, but what do you shift the front derailleur in a road race four times? Do you ever it's have just, a problem it's in a road like, race? Is it that – you know, look, you made fun of when uh, – when we used when we got like a new car, Sarah and I got a new car or whatever. Or my parents because I couldn't afford a new car, but it had push button electronic like start right. Yeah. And you made so much fun of like how this like the one thing that always worked in a car was inserting a key into the yeah. the ignition and turning it. Like that always worked. And the starter may not have worked, but the actual <laughs> mechanics of inserting and now you create a push button start with you push the button. That's one more thing that's going to break because of some electronic failure. And this yeah. kind of seems like that. Like, there's not like, why do you need a? What? Oh, I don't know. I don't. I don't get it. I'm not a fan. It does it does feel like, especially in road, it does feel like a solution looking for a problem. Yeah. Uh, so. I gotta say, did you see the photos of the bikes though? The actual team bikes that were oh, floating around. Actually, they do They're look like, pretty good. Nice dark navy blue, and then the popping yellow uh, on those three T frames, yeah. and they just they, look, they good. look really good. I yeah, got. I'll give good. them I that. Agree. Man. Everything I, about that Aqua Blue team looks fantastic. They make yeah. Larry Warbass's jersey look amazing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then the kit, they had like the special Vuelta kit. I, I'm all about that team taking the step up, but. Yeah, we'll I, see. I, I mean, maybe maybe, maybe the bike will surprise us and uh, work flawlessly. Who knows? Maybe they'll so, just do crits next year. Oh, maybe they're, be, uh, maybe they're, it's a whole fake out and they're just going to do the, you know come to america and just do crits the whole year could be and you know what they have in crits oh what's that what do they have what's going on this is jeremy powers and you're listening to the slow ride podcast here we are this week once again, we're racing for our new uh, uh, sponsors of the podcast, pintsandcowbells.com slash slowride. You can head over there to uh, um, find out more and buy some sweet mugs, shirts, and uh, necklaces with uh, cycling design. So basically, little Hymar, as you guys know, I put a picture up. You got a sweet onesie. It looks good. It feels good. And uh, I needed a onesie. And now it's got the cycling all over it. It's fantastic. Yeah, nice. he doesn't have uh, he doesn't have to wear those Bruins ones that I sent you. Uh, oh, all the time. Well done, by the way. <laughs> you, 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 so most people get onesies for you when the kids are six months old. You got the newborn, and then we were scrambling, and then he had to wear a Bruins. And now I just like put a paper bag over his head so no one has to see his face <laughs> or how miserable well, that team is. You uh, you know you could have uh, jumped on it and headed over to pintsandcowbells dot com slash slow ride and picked up a hoodie at, or a, a onesie at any time but um now you've got it so you're covered uh but if anybody else uh, knows anybody with babies uh the life cycle design that's the one you got it's pretty good yep. um i gotta say it uh i was talking to roger the guy who uh runs pints and cowbells and he said that um that design represents the bike being with us at all stages in life you know so Ah, yeah okay. it's kind of cool um and it then is. there's and there's the one with the chain ring and the one with a uh more of a knobby tire so you know if you're an off-road guy they got you covered we were talking uh it's a little bit chillier down here you know there was like mm-hmm. 55 degrees the other day when i woke up hooded wow, sweatshirt so time. it's frigid yeah. and i had a sweet uh halloween themed spooky uh shirt which actually the spooky um sweatshirt from uh the pints and cowbells uh site 
would mm-hmm. be perfect for 95 cyclocross races across the United States, also called Spooky Cross. It'd be pretty amazing. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I got a sweet spooky gear to get set up for all cyclocross races in October moving forward. I'm, I'm pretty golden on that, so should be good. Sounds good. Well, um, let's get uh, one last reminder in for our listeners to head over there. Check it out, pintsandcowbells.com slash slowride. We have a coupon code, slowride1017. Get yourself 15% off. And uh, really, honestly, go check it out. Uh, give us some clicks. Let them know that uh, that we sent you. Uh, that helps us. Um, and then you get to check out the, the goods and uh, pick up those holiday gifts for your riding buddies at a, at a nice little discount there. And- Courtesy of this slow ride yeah go to slow ride there's a final thing i want to throw in there go to our twitter account at the slow ride pod uh go back a few posts you're gonna see a sweet modeling of uh you know a little Heimar doing fantastic wearing the life cycle so you can see the sizing everything and uh <laughs> fantastic just tweet us okay. and uh you know maybe give a shout out to little Heimar. we're trying to put him into uh baby modeling uh, you know, the Gerber baby uh, needs to be retired. And, you know, uh-huh. I think that uh, we're going to enter that competition. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, and the only way that's going to happen is we get some support. So point your browser. <laughs> Pintsandgalbells.com slash slow ride. And enter code slow ride 1017. We'd also that's like right. to uh, thank once again, healthiq.com slash slow ride. Who, uh, it's Health IQ is the place to go if you want to save money on your life insurance. We've been talking about them for months. They've been a partner of the podcast and the entire network for a long time. It's at the point for you to go get some life insurance, cash in on the fact that you're a healthy individual, you know what you're doing, you're taking care of your body. You shouldn't have to pay a higher rate like someone that doesn't, you know, isn't as active as you are for riding your bike or riding the Zwift while you're hanging out listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Mm-hmm. Just go to healthiq.com slash slow ride. And uh, find out more on how to save money on your life insurance. Yep. Uh, like Tim said, this podcast is supported by Health IQ. That is for real. I can't stress it enough. They've been a big, big partner of the network and the show for a long time. You owe it to yourself. Uh, head on over to healthiq.com slash slow ride and, and just poke around. You know, check out the FAQs. If you've got any questions, they're going to answer it for you. Fill out one of the quizzes. Uh, the cycling one, I think you guys will crush it. You've been listening to this show long enough. You know the ins and outs of cycling. You know what your lactate threshold is. Is that a, mm-hmm. is that a cycling thing, guys? Uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah. So you've, you've been, you're definitely on Strava. I know you're on Strava. I know you're all on Strava. You guys are on yes. Strava all the time. Uh, yeah, all the time. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm talking to our listeners, but they're on Strava all the time, too. They ride 50 miles a week. That's going to get you better rates right there, along with a whole bunch of other things uh, with Health IQ. So check it out. Life insurance is not something you should be without. Uh, It's for your loved ones. It's for your family. Uh, You owe it to them. You owe it to yourself. Go ahead and do that. It's easy. It's cheap. HealthIQ.com slash slow ride. Longtime supporters, healthiq.com slash slow ride. Longtime supporters of the podcast. Sorry to cut you off there, Spencer, but I get, I get new. so excited. Yeah, I get yeah. so excited <laughs> to talk about our next thing. Is that uh, we have some custom kits starting up <laughs> and uh, for the yeah. wide angle podium network made uh, with our partners over at Endura. Go to ixnay.com 
and you can no, find no, no, out no, 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 no. Well, you can't do that, but you can also just go to wideanglepodium.com and click on store. Oh, wow. Thank and, you, Spencer. And that will take you straight there. These new kits, I think, look pretty good. Now, Spencer, you're an artist. Mm-hmm. You sit there. You don't like any advice on me to tell you, like, hey, you know, Spencer, can we do a different shade of blue? Or, you know, can we not make the inside of the shorts gray and make them black? You, you don't like that types of critiques and those types of information. But mm-hmm. I will say that wide-angle podium kit that you came together looks great. I'm going to be ordering a pair. We have been hit up by several listeners that were asking different questions on uh, different sizing metrics and all that. Um, I would say that they, they fit fairly true to true to form. However, every now and then people will say that they do size a little bit small. So if you're on the well, cusp of medium to small, you know, go with the, uh, go with the small. But yeah. if you're, um, you know, if you're, if you're a medium like me, you know, you're going to go with the medium. Okay. That didn't make much sense to me, okay. but, yeah. um, <laughs> the, the, the crazy thing to me is that, uh, we've, we've said this before, but the, the Endura kits were getting, they're the same world tour level kits that movie star is wearing. We were talking about oh, yeah. Landa's oh, going to yeah. be modeling them all year. How did we hook this up? Like, I didn't think Endura did custom kits for anybody. So this is like a kind of a special deal. This is pretty oh, rad. This is a special deal. Yeah. They, like, well, I'm pretty sure what happened is Mikel Landa came across and said, hey, um, if I'm going to join this team, we need to make some special wide angle podium. Um, you think so? Because those guys are big supporters of mine. Or, and uh, <laughs> I, the, the wide angle podium kits are going to You think be, it's more to do with that Endura now offers custom kits? Yes, for sure. Okay. But, oh, okay. you know, Endura coming through on custom kits in the U.S. is, is a new thing, right? Yeah. And we're I on the we're vanguard be the of being able to for offer sure. that. Um, but I think the tie-in with Landa and Nairo Quintana together – the. Uh-huh the unifying force of those two, we can now fit in all the listeners. It's going to be great stuff. I'm, I'm very I just, excited. I just thought of something. You know, What's the mo- new movie star kits are very blue. Not They're like a light blue instead of the dark oh, yeah. blue. Do you think yeah. that's? Do you think they just like flashcard style did the thing to Landa and he thought he was going back to Astana and then oh. uh, signed the contract <laughs> and then realized yeah. later it was movie star? Uh, that's a good question. Like the agent's like, hey, I got something for you. And then, uh, yeah. <laughs> And Vino was like, wait, Could I be. thought I was involved too. So, anyway, the, the kits you. are amazing. Uh, they're, they're for a full custom kit, they're, the quality is incredible. Yes. I've, uh, I've had some samples of the uh, Endura shorts and the Endura jerseys. And, you know, if, if you're the fine consumer that likes, like, that raffle quality level, like, you think of yourself as, you know, something a little special, you're going to like these kits. Trust oh, they're, they're great. They're so the, good. Um, so the other part of the WideAnglePodium.com store. So go there, find out more. Yep. We're going to talk about it for a few more weeks before we put in the order. Yep. And then the next part I, is my favorite thing that's going on right now, the Wide Angle Podium store. And that is the fundraiser we're doing for the uh, animal shelters in both uh, areas affected by Hurricane Harvey and Ur- Hurricane Irma in mm-hmm. Florida and Texas. And we have three different t-shirt designs uh, you can go in purchase the best part is they don't look like uh, you know something you would wear to interbike and so they uh, they're, they're great designs you got the uh, you know a snake you got an ice cream cone a flamingo snake sorry uh, mm-hmm. and a panda like there's just so much awesome stuff on these designs go check it out at uh, wideanglepodium.com slash store pretty yeah that's fine Um those shirts are great. I want to see. We've gotten some sales. I want to see some more because I am 
passing all of this money on. And I want to write a check for a good amount of money. So you guys, uh, if you need any t-shirts, if you know any, uh, if your kids want t-shirts or you got uh, riding buddies, uh, hook, hook some people up. Let's get this going. This isn't for us. This is for animals, man. And everybody likes animals. Uh, and then the last bit of business is we got that app. I have confirmation. It's it's going to the store uh, or going it's getting submitted needs to get approved. So it's going to be like maybe two more weeks. Uh, but that's coming along. So all our Android users are going to be happy to have that. Uh, iOS folks, it'll just be another app on your phone. We know you guys uh, have an ego about how many apps you can fit on there. So download that when it comes out. We'll keep you uh, posted. Well, nice. Good stuff uh, happening. And let's get back to the show. Alright. Hey, this is Ian Field. Listen to what? Oh, Slow ride. Alright guys, we are back and there's a couple things that I needed to bring up that I know you guys haven't followed, but uh friend of the podcast, the cobbler. Adam Hansen announced that he is going to be doing the Juro this upcoming year, but that will be Ooh. his last consecutive uh, Grand what? Tour. So Wait, why? The Grand Tour streak will be over after the Juro. I think that he's going to be sitting out the uh, tour, maybe do the Vuelta later. But you got to think about this. 21 straight Grand Tours that he's done? Something ridiculous to the point that yeah. that's like eight years in a row where your entire – I mean – Congratulations, Cobbler. You the man. How does he know he's not doing the tour already? They've already set the tour team? Remember, they he wasn't even like set on to do the Vuelta. Then they called him in last minute because yeah. he raised the stink. Uh, all right. That's, so, a lot of disappointed, down, man. I'm very disappointed. I think if they don't win a lot. I mean, they got to they gotta roll with this publicity. Yeah, yeah I just don't. True. I think that maybe he's at the point where he's like, all right, you know, the Giro is the best of the Grand Tours. It's... A solid three weeks. It's not like a, a two-week Grand Tour like some of these other ones. And, uh, you know, he, he just wants to get it done. <laughs> I don't even know exactly how, how you're <laughs> working that. But, okay. All right. And um, then uh, other news I wanted to bring up. Uh, sure. The new Education First kits. I don't know if you guys saw ah, these. Yes. Uh, did. Designed by um, the former Cannondale team, but now the Slipstream team. Cannondale still a sponsor along with Draypack. But it is Education First Draypack. The kits... Um, from what I can gather from the front of the kit, it's kind of a pink shoulders, white midriff, and into a green um, lower uh, you know, half of the jersey. But then the back actually has a lot more pink on it. So it's kind of a, a two-faced jersey from what, like, you know, business in the front, party in the back. Um, I got to admit, I kind of like it. It's a little it's – it's reminiscent of the Belkin kit, and you guys know I'm a huge fan of the Belkin kit. Yeah, I don't to know me, why. It looks like the Belkin kit with pink shoulders, but um, overall, I'm pretty uh, pretty into it. All right. I, yeah, I'm I'm with it. I like it. I think it looks good. I think that that Education First logo is going to look good on anything, though. No, I disagree. I think it's a horrible logo. I think Draypax got it together. The Education First with what? the ripple effects. Man, how do you how do you not like that? That's a I, smooth logo. Yeah, I saw that logo for the first time, and I was like, yeah, little guy's right. This is going to look good. No, no matter what they do. They can't mess it up with this logo. It could just be a solid color and then just, you know, like the kit could just be blue and they could just have that logo on it. It'd be fine. Like some logos just sit well on their own. 
Yeah, I'm. I'm not saying anything bad against the Draypack. That that's good too. I don't know what weird font they're using, but it looks nice. But you know, it worked better I, when they had. I mean, the, I'm into the, the Draypack Porsche. You know, you know what I what I like the best is uh, is that the Pac helmets that they're going to go with are also pink, uh, given yes. com- kind of completing the look. Yeah, which well, I I'm always a big the, fan of. I like the green touches on the uh, collar and then also on the sleeves. So here's the big question. What is yeah. the bike going to look like next year? Is the bike going to have just be the Cannondale green like usual, or are it's they going to throw be. some pink on there? It's I bet be. they throw a little pink in there, like the like the tips of the fork blades or something. A little yeah. pink. Or they dip, like the ends of the cranks, like they dip the cranks in some pink. Hmm. Now, I, I got an even bigger question, you guys. You, you saw the photos, so we're talking about the photos, and it's Magnus whoever, that new signing guy who's wearing the kit. He's standing in like a weird room with like padded walls. Where is he? Is he in some sort of like education first studio. dungeon? Okay, you think it's a sound studio? It's got yeah, it. he's he's a cool little guy. I can't believe you don't uh, recognize the podcast green room. Oh, that's the green room with yeah. all the leather padded walls. Oh, yeah. I just didn't know. It, I I like the kit. I don't know if it's the best kit in the Peloton. We will do our ranking, of course, when Oof. road season comes around. But I, what do you guys think of the different um, front and back of I the kit? I'm, I'm cool with that. Yeah, that's you, fine. You're all right. Okay. I, I think it's. I mean, Tim, you're really you're really setting a high bar in that. You're like, I like it. Ugh, I mean, it's brand new and it just got released. I don't know if it's the best though. So. <laughs> uh, well, I just like man, they got to go straight to the top and give them a year. Work it out in second or third, then sprint around Lotto. You know, boop, I will. S- I will say, I'm a little. I am impressed by their organization to get a kit design done that quickly. I mean, it was just the other day that I had to decide between doing the uh, Cannondale or Slipstream Sports Kickstarter and the Kickstarter <laughs> to uh, fund a new um, one by uh, drivetrain system for for a bike. <laughs> wow! Yeah, well, your so, money's really. It's really been going to good things lately. All right, so that, that's it for professional cycling. Do you guys have anything? Because I, I want to get into something that's really stuck in my craw. Oh, well, man. I have something that's not stuck in my craw. Before we get craw, let's get positive. And that we have a lot of great listeners, you guys. Everyone's nice. But Theo is technically now the greatest listener we have because today at the bike race, he walked up, handed me, new in the packaging, a pair of purple mountain bike bars made by Advent. Really? Out of uh, Calmac, New York. I'd never heard of this company. Is there They're a super light. Is there They're a year purple. on that packaging anywhere? There isn't, but I'm going to guess early 90s because of the sweet, jazzy logo. Um, <laughs> Do you have a stem that... Well, of course you have a stem that will, that will fit into. It's not oversized. Yeah. No, it's, it's not oversized, man. Who needs oversized? Dude, they weigh 150 grams, as stated on the package. And let me tell you, that's true. And they're amazing. It's new in the package. He told me I'm not allowed to take them out of the Are package. Are you going to put them on the client? No, because uh, no, I think this is the sort of thing that you build a bike around. Because mm. the client, the client already has red bars. I got red Azonic or something bars on that, and those are nice and vintage and cool. This is the sort of thing where now I have to, I have to build another mountain bike. That's what I have to do. <laughs> oh, the yeah. old uh, oh, I got a pair of bars. Now I got to build a bike around that. This is uh, obviously the centerpiece to a sweet vintage mountain bike. I mean, this is the thing you're going to see first when you're on the climb at Buck Hill and you hear somebody coming up behind you. You turn around. 
Oh no, I hope it's not the little guy. You see that little glint of pink bars as I zip past you. You know. Yeah, I'm just starting to set discouraging. Yeah, right. It would be. Well, it's so, it's it's interesting that uh, listeners are starting to pick up on your uh, your habits for your penchant, I guess, for the wacky and uh, really non-useful bike parts that oh, were kind of cool. It's awesome. I mean, they're they're what four hundred and fifty millimeters wide. <laughs> it's not great for mountain bikes, so guy. Anyway. Is, uh, I, we, I'm pretty sure they're already trees, the width though. of the bars that I currently have. So. We actually got hit up on Twitter by somebody who was uh, looking to offload some some part spin scores to you. I, uh, oh, yeah? They, they didn't call you out by name, but I'm pretty sure they could only <laughs> be referring to you. What um what 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 you got? Let me. These let me are hear. some some campy record cranks. They are they appear okay. to be carbon, which I know maybe wouldn't be your first choice, but they are square taper. <laughs> taper that's a that's a time period i jumped i didn't have that but that's pretty sweet pretty sweet yeah, i know so a guy you, who actually wants those well there you go maybe. apparently they're for sale for 50 bucks so ooh, it's a good price oh so depressing how is I that depressing i don't have bars like that i don't i mean oh yeah that's but, depressing i mean it'll also be depressing that you're not going to be able to uh well should put You'll them be on able the, to get uh, between trees pretty oh, easily. Oh, little guy. So that's pretty little guy. Yeah. I got it. What? You need to build a bike around those yeah. bars that will destroy Tim at Schwamigan next year. Oh, do, you know that in the back of my head that is the goal is that these <laughs> will be the bars on whatever bike I race at Schwamigan next year when I crush both of you. I don't know, I don't know if we've officially uh, uh, made this a thing, but I think if we can work it out, it yeah. could be a pretty funny showdown. Yeah. Well, I mean that's it's Yeah, it's our unofficial goal so far is that we're going to we're going to we're going to have a have a three-way race at Schwam again. We haven't raced each other all three of us for a long time. A long time. I mean, time. are you guys ready to lose? I am fully Obviously prepared. Obviously not cuz I got pink bars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to win. Um so, anyway. I'm I'm excited to uh beat you and I'm excited to beat you guys on NOS bars made in the yeah. USA. So okay. I got to get to what's really bugging me. Yeah, yes. what is bugging <laughs> what's you? bugging you? You've been okay. acting a little off the whole show, and I can tell something's bugging you. I went on a ride the other Why don't day. Why you just get it off your chest? Ooh, You're in a safe okay. space. I went on a ride the other day. Talk to and us. And this is, to me, the worst possible thing that you can do to someone or that can happen to you on a ride. Okay. And I'm going to ask you guys later what, what the worst thing... I was on a ride, group ride, 10 of us or so, you know, maybe some more. And I got to the front of the ride. We were riding two by two. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he, the person next to me started half-wheeling me. Ooh. And I was pissed. I was like, no, this is – no, you are – no. No, and then I'd try to speed up to put them in place, and what would they do? Nope, they'd speed up to be just a little bit in front of me. They'd half-wheel me. That is the worst mm-hmm. possible thing you can do on a group ride. It is why I do not like riding bikes with people. And I, there isn't anything else that is worse than half-wheeling on a ride. I don't even care, like, leaving on time, leaving late, <laughs> all those things. Like, y- you get used to it. But half-wheeling? Seriously? Half-wheeling, that is the worst possible thing. It's a pretty big faux pas. Yeah, I yeah. got to say. Uh, 
You go, you go the pace of everyone. It's 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 like common if you courtesy, speed right? Speed it like, up. Yeah, give, a, give a nudge to your your partner in line there or, and say, eh, let's dial it up a little or, bit." Or you speed it up a little bit, and then there's the half wheel, and then when that other person catches up to you, then at that point you're going to be going the same speed. Yeah, you don't incrementally keep speeding up the ride. <laughs> so that like, when I got to the front, we were going like 24, but by the time I was like, "I'm out," we were at like 27 miles an hour. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they're just trying to drop you. Dude. Yeah, I could see him wanting to do that. Damn it. I was so... (laughs) Is there anything that really makes you guys mad? Uh, Absolutely. I guess kind of the same for me, which is just the feeling of how... When you're on the ride and you think, yeah, there's that pace and and there's always that one guy who's like, we should go two miles an hour faster. It's just miserable. (laughs) I got two of them. Can I pick two? Because I got two things that drive me crazy. That are the worst things. But okay. maybe you guys can help me decide which one is worse. The one when, when Tim first floated this idea that jumped in on my brain was was obvious to me. Was obviously, yeah, you go on a good group ride, 10, 12, whatever people, 18 people, doesn't matter. And you're two by two and you got a nice tight formation going and everybody's rolling through, no problem. And then there's that one guy. And there's always one guy. If you don't police your rides right, there's always that one guy who is just making his own by himself third row where he's three <laughs> wide, yeah. but everybody else is in nice tight two, two wide formation. And he's just like, maybe he's at the front being the third guy on the front. Maybe he's in the middle. Why is he there? What is he doing? <laughs> it drives me crazy. Like take the social cues and follow what everyone else is doing, man. I'll tell yeah, you who he is and what he's doing. You want, you want to know who he is? He's Andy Cruz and he's waiting for the sprint. I didn't, well, think, see, yeah. I didn't think you were going to be going there. Boom, but, Andy. Like, Spencer, I didn't think you were going to be going there with the three wide. Okay. Um, the reason why is like I thought what you were going to say is there's nothing worse than your two by and you're rotating through. And then there's the one person that pulls through it like three miles an hour bef- like faster and just gaps everybody. That's yeah. pretty bad. That's pretty bad, but it's not the worst. I mean, you should pull through at the pace that everyone else is going. That should be obvious. You should be able to govern your speed a little bit. But the other one that I was going to say uh, was uh, similar to what actually a little guy just said, but he wouldn't be three wide. He would be the guy, same situation, nice, tight, to everybody's rolling through, and there's a dude who sits on the back and never comes through. Yeah. Now... It's fine if you sit on the back and never come through and just because you're like, I can't go that fast or whatever. I'm not in on a chair. Hey, guys, I'm going to sit back here. No big deal. But you're tiptoeing very close to the line here, Spencer. Oh, yeah. Now, (laughs) you can sit on the back. That's fine. But if you sit on the back until the town line comes and then you come off the back and come around everyone and take that town line sprint after getting towed around all day and not doing (laughs) any work, this isn't a road race, man. Yeah, yeah. No, like right. we're on a group ride, you share the work, and then you get to share the the fun. Like, right? You don't get to sit yeah. on the back and then like take all the glory. That's yeah, that's I, a I dick it, move. Yes, yes and, major. Total yeah. total agreement there. So Spencer, you're, you're spot on, little guy. Well, what about you? What do you got? Because I've got multiple other well, ones that kind of get to me, but those. No, it's just it is that it's that slightly faster. I mean, nothing ruins a, a group ride like being miserable the whole time. Like oh. if you are, if every, like you guys are saying, everyone's rolling through 
the pace line and the pace can be high but you know you've got the time to rest you got the time to to put in the effort but if you're just gassed the whole time it sucks and yeah. I, and my solution for when people take the big pull and and take too big a gap is let them do it they yeah can, man let them go you want to break I don't away care. I'm do, <laughs> i am gonna just then i'm just gonna move over and go into the to the other line you know like that's fine i'm not chasing you down yeah i'm doing i'm doing the pace that we're all doing like well so the the two other things that got me the little guy like i mean the the faster one the two other things are the not pointing things out right that always annoys me and i understand yeah. if it's a really big group and you're at the back a lot of times things aren't going to get make it all the way back there to be pointed out sure but if yeah. there's a giant stick across the road like you need to at least yell like stick or point it out do your best the thing that is a close second to me from the half wheeling and like you said the slowly speeding up is the over pointing or over yelling that can happen (laughs) on a group ride there's nothing worse that there's 10 of you on the ride you're riding in you've occupied the right lane of traffic you are going and there is a car that is in front of you, like slowing, like 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 it's clearly there's a car in front of you, and you're going kind of the same speed. You're not caught up to it yet, and there's always that one guy that yells so loud. And he's like slowing, and you're like, <laughs> well, no, no, dude, I know. Like we're all slowing down together at the same time. I don't need you to yell because that freaks me out. Like something's happening, like DefCon Four, when yeah. I hear the yelling. That then I'm afraid I'm going to get crashed out. Yeah, no? I agree. Eh, okay. I right. I personally, I mean, I so I know you guys don't agree with me because I was always pointing out like birds and like and like, and yeah, like mushrooms and stuff on the side of the road, and you guys were always like, "What? What?" And it was like, "Man, I hate it when people don't point out hawks and eagles and stuff. I want to know about that stuff. That's why I'm out on the ride. That's, you've if you just see a good hawk, me. let me know. You've, you've just reminded me of my third one that I hate, <laughs> which hasn't happened to me since I stopped riding with you. So I'm just gonna say. If, okay, if you it? stick out your arm one arm one direction or the other to point out a bird or a, a cool house or whatever, yeah, I think yeah. we're I think we're turning. And I'm like, what do we do? Like, <laughs> shit, you know. And, and it turns out we're not. We're just like looking at that mole or that <laughs> weevil over there. Like, uh. we went on so many team rides where everyone was like, whoa, 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 what? I'm like. Just that house. Look at that. That's nice. <laughs> oh, good stuff. I miss those rides, and I uh, yeah. look forward to being able to Kill do them me. with you, especially beating you guys at Schwamigan, <laughs> the yeah, biggest I'll mountain sure. bike race in the Midwest. I'll Next leave September. notes for you guys for things to look at when you get to the place I've already and, been. Uh, with that, I, I, th- I think we've uh, got another great show, the 178th episode <laughs> of the Slow Ride Podcast. I, I know I want to thank all of our listeners, all of our supporters. Go to iTunes. Leave a review next week. Hopefully, we'll have a couple more reviews so we can read on the air. We'd also like to thank BK1 of Rhymesayers Entertainment for the intro mm-hmm. and outro music. Uh, you can always email us at the Slow Ride Podcast at gmail.com. We love getting your emails. We read them on the air. Um, answer your questions if you need any advice. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod. That's where a lot of the conversation happens. And always make sure you wave at your fellow cyclists. That's a big thing for us. And even yep. if they're an recumbent, you know, they're out there enjoying the bikes. And that's what's important. And this is Tim in Orlando. This is Matt in Minneapolis. And this is Spencer in Boston. 
the Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod. Am I loud enough? Am I loud enough? All right, I'm in a, I'm a different position than I normally am. So, put up my tinfoil barrier over my testicles, and I'm ready to go.